Hello and welcome to a new episode of Project 25. This is your host, Andrea Juarez. And if you are a new listener, I hope that the podcast is valuable for you. You know, every episode is very different from the others because all lives are different. And I love celebrating that. So I'm very grateful that you're here and thank you very much for your time. And today I have a really cool episode. We are close to Pride Calgary and it's starting in September, so it's in two days and that's very exciting. And in light of Pride Calgary, today I have an interview with Kate Kennan. She is such a nice and joyful person and she describes herself as an immature 71-year-old. She was born and raised in California, but when she was a kid, she left Canada even though she had never visited. Some of her family members were from here, so that's how she got interested in the culture and the geography, etc. In her 20s, she served in the army, got married, and moved to Canada. And nowadays, after doing many things, becoming a mom, traveling across the country, She has settled in Calgary and is a proud member of the Rainbow Elders of Calgary. In this conversation, in this conversation, Kate takes us a little bit before 25. She shared a couple of stories from her childhood and you can get to know more about her from those stories and her essence as a person. (laughs) And, you know, she told us about how she disrupted the status quo in some ways and share a little bit about her 20s and her advice for the new generation of 20-somethings. I also have a lot of fun doing this interview. Honestly, Kate has so much charisma and she loves to tell stories. So I hope that you laugh with us as well. And whatever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope that this episode brightens your day. And before we go to our episode... I just want to say that if you are familiar with this podcast, you probably have heard previous episodes where we talk about Rainbow Elders of Calgary. And if you don't, just so you know, Rainbow Elders of Calgary is a volunteer-run, non-profit organization working to make significant differences in the lives of 2S LGBTQ plus seniors. You can go to rainbowelderscalgary.ca and learn more about what they do and how they support their community. I will also leave the website on the episode description and if you feel like it you can send them a donation as a way to support or even reach out anyways here's the episode thank you for listening project 25 was born out of the obsession that we have of figuring things out being a 25 year old or a 20 something is weird because it's fun confusing and exciting all at once (laughs) It's an age where we realize that maybe the goals we had for ourselves weren't really ours to begin with. An age of tons of learning and unlearning, and an age of frequently asking ourselves, what am I doing? And that leaves us with a lot of uncertainty. I'm Andrea Juarez, and I created this project after hitting my quarter-life crisis. (laughs) I decided to look for answers and ask my family members, friends, and people I admire about their experiences being 25 what has changed, what they've learned, and their advice for the new generation of 20-somethings. There is a lot to live and learn, and I am a firm believer that listening is a powerful tool. Even if all the answers are within us, by listening to others, 
we can feel understood, but also reflect on ourselves, learn, and think about what we want for our present and for our future. Thank you very much, Kate, for joining me today, this Saturday morning. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, and for making the effort of coming here. Thank you very much. So I just want to start off by asking you probably some of the questions. If you don't mind telling me, what's your age, title, and <laughs> how will you describe yourself? I'm an immature 71-year-old. <laughs> I never grew up. I got the Peter Pan syndrome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and Kate, so you were just telling me something about like walking in Hollywood Boulevard and stuff. You said maybe we don't want to talk about that, but since we were talking about many moons ago, <laughs> I wanted to ask what did you do when you were 25? So were you studying somewhere or working or 25? Well, I had just not long out of the army, because I was, okay, I grew up in the States, California, and when I grew up, it, it was different, we didn't have smog alerts or any of that, but I was affected by smog, even though you couldn't see it, and you could actually see the mountains in where I grew up, in kind of a suburb, I guess you would say of LA, it was uh, Highland Park, and it's right near, well, sandwiched with Glendale, Eagle Rock, none of these make sense to most people. <laughs> Near, okay, we, we used to walk to uh, the Rose Parade in South Pass, Pasadena, sorry. And uh, that's how, you know, and Hollywood was close by and things like that. But anyway, so my nana, grandmother, came from Nova Scotia. And her husband did too, except I never got to meet my grandfather because he died when my mom was a kid. And, uh, and I died when my mom was a kid, unfortunately. I was 12. But anyway, and so when I joined the military, I always knew I was going to come here and live because at my grandmother's knee, Nana, she used to tell me all about Canada. <laughs> and even as a, a child, like um, in grade school, I would get any books I could, especially if they had pictures of Canada. Oh. And I begged my teachers all the time, even when I was in junior high and high school, to talk about Canada, but they wouldn't. We hit <laughs> on Canada once, and it was just one little story, and that was it. <laughs> and I'll never forget the story, but... It, ticked me off that, and I said, why can't we talk about Canada? And their thought was, it's not part of the United States. And it's not, what did they say, not significant. I thought, what do you mean it's not significant? <laughs> and then this really got me. One of my teachers said, someday there'll be a state. Oh my God. I know. Oh and my I God. Said, I said, it's a country. How can it become a state? Well, just be a big state. Or maybe they'll slice part of it up and then make it a couple states. They knew nothing and they were teachers. Oh my God. But anyway, and it really ticked me off. I didn't want Canada to become part of the states because I hated the states. 
especially after I served in the military. Yeah. But I never was a fan, and I got in trouble because when I was in elementary school, or whatever you want to call it, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to say Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> and I was, I was young, I, was, I don't know. That is weird. My boyfriend, he went to school in Texas for a bit. And, like, he, they have to pledge allegiance to the flag of Texas. Yeah. But, like, every day. And I'm like, that is... I, I am originally, like, from Mexico. Yeah. And I was like, that is so weird. Like, in Mexico, we only do that, like, once a week or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I grew up in California. Yeah, a lot of Mexicans there in my California. Even in my family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, so I was like nine or ten, and I didn't know anything about protesting. I knew I just didn't want to say it, and <laughs> it was, became a big deal because I went down to the principal's office. I had to, and the principal said I had to say it, and he said because you're an American, and you have to pledge allegiance to the flag. I said, why? You're an American. And I said, but my allegiance isn't to a flag. He said, you don't even know what that means. I said, I think I do. You want me to die for my country if I have to go to war. Oh my God. And he said, girls don't go to war, so don't worry, unless you become a nurse. And I said, I'm not going to become a nurse, but if I had to go to war, I will fight if I have to, if it's a good reason. But I'm not going to say allegiance to a flag. Well, I called my mom. And <laughs> I was worried. I didn't know what my mom was going to do. But she told him if I didn't want to pledge allegiance to the flag, then maybe just leave me alone. She said she's not, she's a different child. And she's a good child. But if she believes she doesn't want to pledge allegiance to the flag, can't you let her be? And he said, no, everybody has to. My mom said, no, I don't think so. Oh, my God. And now that was something else in those days for the mom to do that. But she backed me up or tried. So there was a little thing in the paper about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That I was, what did they say? Child refuses to pledge allegiance to it. That I, I was um, taking a stand against being a true American and oh. not saying pledge of allegiance. Oh my God. Yeah. And I thought, that's not it. You don't get it. And I told my teacher that. And she goes, I think the best thing is just, I won't say anything. Just hold your hand over your heart and lip sync, you know? Yeah. Like, same way they had me singing. Because I was, my voice was a lot deeper. But anyway, that's what I had. But thank God when I was in there, well, it depends on what school, but ours, you started junior high, we called it. Yep. Middle school. Yep. In seventh grade. Yep. Anyway. And uh, so then it was forgotten about. And thank goodness we didn't do the Pledge of Allegiance and you didn't do it in any other class. Oh, okay. I think some schools did, but 
Or maybe our teacher was lazy, I don't know. But she kept the same one. Anyway, so I didn't have to say it, and that was a good thing, because I wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it was a different time. Yeah, and that was when you were in elementary. Yeah, and when junior. I took a stand. Yeah. I didn't know that I was... I just didn't want to say allegiance to a flag. Yeah. And actually, I didn't want to be American. I wanted to be Canadian. Yeah. But my mom wouldn't move. Yeah. <laughs> She'd never even been to Canada. It yeah. was her mom that was born in, in Canada. Um, yeah, and her, and her father. And, Kate, when you were 25, what were your, like, hobbies or where did you spend? When I was five? Twenty-five. Oh, twenty-five. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you want me to know five? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. I ended up getting in trouble then too for kissing girls. I was chasing them like the boys were. We were all chasing them. And nobody, none of the kids did anything. They never said anything. Yeah. But all of a sudden my arm was yanked. And she practically, because well, I was always short, And she practically had me off the ground with my left arm and oh. marched me right into the principal's office and told me, girls don't kiss girls, only boys, and yelling at me the whole time and and then slammed me down in the chair, oh. with the chair, Sorry. and said, you wait here. And she went in and talked to the principal, came out and she said, you get in there. And she said, that was nasty. And I was like, Uh-oh, what did I do? So then he said, I'm going to talk to your mother. I don't ever want to see a display like that again. That's a very, very bad thing. And I said, why? Because I didn't know. And he said, because girls kiss boys and boys kiss girls. But girls don't kiss girls and boys don't kiss boys. And I thought, Okay. And so when I got home, I was not happy. My mom worked, so I didn't hear from her until later. I don't know why I was scared. My mom never hit me or, yeah. you know, she was very, very kind in that. I don't even think she ever yelled at me. And when she did, it, it wasn't, she never raised her voice, but when she was really, really mad, and it was never at me, thank goodness, yeah. she would say, We were Catholic, yeah. She would say, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, or something like that. Or Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, yeah. I guess. But anyway, that was the extent of her swearing. <laughs> and, uh, oh, she read that Bible every day. But I was thinking, oh, boy. So when she came home and she was changing her clothes, she asked me to come in with her, and... She said, I got a call from the principal, and I just looked down at the floor, and she said, so, you were kissing girls. Why were you kissing girls? And I said, because I didn't want to be known as nasty. Yeah, and they I said, Because like, the boys were doing it. I didn't want to say that I liked it. Yeah. And she said, you never, never kiss a girl. Unless it's a relative and you kiss them on the cheek. And I said to her, but why? And she said, because you'll go to hell. And then she raised her voice and I was like, oh. And I didn't want to go to hell. But I always wondered if there really was a hell. 
So she read me the riot act about it, but she got kinder uh, in her voice. And she said, please don't kiss girls, only boys, but not now. You're too little. <laughs> so I, okay, mom. And, but I was, I was feeling inside, I felt I really was bad because everyone, I wanted to. And everyone told you girls. to not. Yeah. So I figured I better forget that. So I went around, I think it was 12, a boy was crazy about me. Well, actually there were three of them. <laughs> I said yes to the first one. Because I didn't know what, you know, a boyfriend. I was 12. So he said, oh, good, because Greg wanted to. That was Danny, I think. And I said, oh, well, then I'll go with Greg. And then <laughs> Greg told me, oh, good, Jimmy wanted to. Now, Jimmy was the cutest boy in class. So I said, okay, Jimmy. I said, never mind, I'll go with Jimmy. So the next day... And this is how crazy it is. Those two boys helped him even though they didn't want to. And we met in the closet. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but it was open at both ends. It was in the classroom. So, and there was a sink at one end. I, I don't know, it was different then. Anyways, and that was a progressive school, by the way. We even had a buzzer. And you would have a monitor that went and pushed the button it had a button on top and a button on the bottom. And when they'd buzz, you got to push whichever one was out. Okay. And then you go down to the office and get the, whoever's monitor for the week goes down and gets the message. And anyway, so we were in the closet there. And he says, you going to be my girlfriend, I said. And he said, real quiet. And I said, <laughs> yeah. And he said, good. And then we went back to our desks. <laughs> it was crazy, but we were kids. What can I say? Yeah, 12 year old. And it was really weird because when we walked, he walked a different way to go to my house because he always walked me home mm. and made sure he had my books. Or if I had any, I usually didn't bring any homework home. I didn't like school. <laughs> anyway, him and Greg and Danny were all walking with us. <laughs> it was weird. And at first, he he was too scared to hold my hand. So, you know, it was just, it was crazy. But that's kids. Yeah. Well, at least in my day. Now it's a little different. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was the way it was. And, and we lasted for a whole two years. <laughs> wow. And my sister took us to the drive-in, and that was the end of it. So that was when you were in junior high, right? But when you were, like, 25, where did you spend your time in? Like, were you working or, like, studying, or did you I have any hobbies? Studying. No, I didn't know <laughs> it, but I had dyslexia. So reading was very, very hard for oh, me. Oh, okay. And, but I did it. I Oh, it then they would get jumpy around and yeah. and inside out or whatever you call it and my numbers too. They still do. I'm not real like I'm not real strong reader. Yeah. Like I wanted to be. But or right. 
Like I love to, I, I love to tell stories. Yeah. But I can't. I want to write them, but I can't write the letters yeah. properly. And it's so hard for me to get through it. I I wrote a bunch of stories like on on the typewriter, and then later on um, computer. But I I can't. I have trouble with the grammar and yeah. everything. I know how it should be, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know oh, okay. if that makes any sense. Yeah. But anyway, so at 25, I was a wannabe writer. I, I wanted to do acting too, but I went on one audition and realized there's no way. <laughs> Auditions are so embarrassing. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, I thought... It was going to be like a stage and you get up on it and everything. And so then I'd be able to ignore them. Yeah. No, not my addition anyway. It was in a room. Full of people. And I think there were three people there. And they gave me a paper to <laughs> look over and read. I had like 10 minutes or something. But it took me all that time to try and even read it. So I got the gist of it, but I couldn't remember the words or anything. Yeah. And I was scared. Oh, I was so scared because you're looking right at these people. So I did my best and stumbled in a couple places. And they were watching me. I mean, I, I could have, you know, let go of everything right there. I would, And I mean, you know, what do they say? blew my cookies or something yeah and I was so horrible <laughs> and they said thank you <laughs> and I said I didn't get did I and they said no <laughs> <laughs> I was it was it would have been perfect for me because it was in a kids show and it was one of the first shows with with you acting like animals oh okay and I, I was up for the part. I think, if I remember right, it was an elephant girl. You know, she had a little thing. But anyway, I didn't get it. So, well, I could, I could have. There was a couple of different female parts, but that's yeah. one I, I did for. And uh, I thought, man. But I learned that what you do is, you don't. Even though there were like three people. I could have looked past them, yeah. Where they'd think I was looking at them, but it wasn't, yeah. And pretended they weren't there, and then I probably would have done a nice job. Yeah, I've auditioned before too, and I I felt so awkward. <laughs> I was like, "What am I doing?" Yeah. But and also, uh, Kate, I wanted to ask you. So, when you were twenty-five, you said that you also wanted to write. Um, what was your vision of the world back then around you? At 25? I, I cared more about animals than people. I've always <laughs> cared more about. Or little kids. I love little kids. Always looked at young, and I still do, young people and little kids and animals. I love listening to them, the people. And I I love their ideas and stuff, and I, ju I just... I can't give them enough support myself. I think that I go out of my way when it's a young person. 
because I just love them to death and I hope they're going to change the world for the better. Yeah. Because we sure didn't. Yeah. It's crap. I mean, <laughs> I, I, like I'm, I'm telling, I just don't think it's a waste. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And at that time, I wanted kids, but I didn't think I would ever have any because I, I wasn't really into the guys that yeah. much. I mean, I dated a lot for looks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy, he was the cutest boy in the class. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was young, I guess I must have had something that they liked because, you know, so I didn't have to look far for suitors. <laughs> they were always right there. And some women too, but I was chicken. Mm. Because I didn't want to go to hell. I still yeah. had that in my brain. <laughs> and then a friend of mine said, you won't go to hell. That in that they say in the Bible? First of all, remember there's a lot of translations. And she said, besides, if you read it, it was anybody that wasn't true to one. Like, they, they talked about, they said men and women, and women with women, and men with men. and But it says also the promiscuality of heterosexuals. It's all the same. It's lumped together. Yep. So that doesn't say you can't be with whoever you desire, as long as it's a monogamous relationship. And how old were you when your friend said that? Around 25. 25, yeah. Yeah, 26, 25. I got married at 27, so... Mistake. Boy, that was a big mistake. <laughs> but I loved the country, and he was a farmer, and mm -hmm. I, st I tried to call it off the day before, but... And I knew I was coming here. So, out of the army, and... Not into the frying pan, into Canada. <laughs> and now that and you... And I love it, I'm a citizen, and I've been here most of my life. That's Because I was, you know, young. My, my, it was a Canadian I married. Yeah. Was he from Alberta? Because you said he was a farmer? He was from Manitoba. Oh, okay. And now that you were just saying that, I wanted to ask, from when you were 25 yeah. to this day... What has changed in the world, in yourself, and in your environment? Hey, come on. The <laughs> world, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have computers. Not at home, anyway. They had a big computer bank, I think, or something. We always heard about it. And we thought it, we, our imaginations went wild. Ooh, it can talk to you, and so it must be, you know, later on. And because that's what the impression we got. Yeah. Whether it was that way, I don't know. I doubt it now that I know what I know. They probably just had printouts and they probably were those long paper things. I don't know. But at the time, all these illusions, like we were thinking Disneyland, you know? Yeah. <laughs> at Disneyland, according to them, you know, when you went, you saw a phone that had a screen like a kind of like a TV, yeah. and you talk to other people, and we were like, whoa. So we pictured things the way Walt Disney did. Yeah. And there was supposed to be monorails everywhere, little flying cars that hovered, you know. Yeah. 
like the Jetsons. That's what we yeah. saw. <laughs> it wasn't to be. It was a long time coming, and then finally the first cell phones, they were big, and I had one. Yeah. I was so happy. I had a big, it looked like a, kind of like a old-time walkie-talkie. Yeah. A big thing that, you know, and then you can charge it in your car. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> that bulky thing, and you'd see people walking around. With their brick. When you go to town, like I lived in the country. I think my thinking is kind of mixed up like a lot of different religions, you know, yeah. mixed in one. But I believe Jesus was on earth. I mean, there's proof. But I think myself, he was a man that used more brain than we do. Everybody knows that our brain is very powerful. Yeah. And that we only use a small percentage. And I think he used a lot more. And that's why he was able to do what he did. And I don't know if all those things that they say were exactly as they said. Because I, he did speak in parables and... and and he, they talk about the loaves of bread going so far and that. I think the nourishment to the body wasn't that. Nourishment to the body was he. They feasted on what he told them. You know, that's my belief. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying for anybody else. I'm not saying because I'm. It's not a religion. Yeah. Just what I think myself. Yeah. yeah. I was coming 26, and then I got. Pregnant, and by the time I had it, I was 27. Oh, okay. I'll tell you, I thought it was bloody cold here. <laughs> yeah, that was like the part that your your nana didn't tell you. Yeah, no, she left that out. But I did read it, and I didn't think there were Eskimos all over it with igloos everywhere. <laughs> but because I read, I mean, I read. Yeah. And I would learn everything I could. And I, I mean, I knew it wasn't like Sergeant Preston of the Yukon, the yeah. Dog King, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it wasn't like that because my nana told me. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew about everything, like the change of seasons, how beautiful it was. Yeah. And I wanted to be part of it. And when you were part of it, how was it like? Like when you moved here? Yeah. And... How it was bloody like... cold at first. And, Kate, I want to ask you, from when you were 25 to this day, what are your beliefs now compared to when you were 25? Have they changed? Are they the okay. same? Okay, first of all, let me say, I was, I didn't even hear, even though I knew there were a lot of people out, I was not putting it out there. Mm-hmm. And I did have a relationship for a while, way younger person than myself, and that kind of felt weird in a way. But <laughs> at the same time, we had a lot in common. I, I wish I could still do it. I love camping. I still have my camping stuff. Yeah. And my tent, everything. I love camping, and she did too. And she had two little adopted girls. And I love fishing. I mean... You, I guess you could say camping and fishing, they're my passion. Yeah. And so she loved that. And I don't know, we just were, I thought, a good fit. 
But she had a problem with the age difference. When oh, she found God. out my age, she was fine until she, I told her. <laughs> and, and How I, old were you, if you don't mind me asking? She was in her 30s, I was in my 50s. Oh, okay. But it didn't feel like it. Yeah. Every time she thought about it. So that was that. After a while, it was the end. And then now, at this age, and everything I've been through... If you want to take and think what you want to think about me, I don't care. I'm not in a relationship. Yeah. But still, and I was in the gay parade yeah. last year, right at the front. Yeah, that's and where I discovered the rainbows. Because oh, I was I was at the parade, like as yeah. a the public. Oh, and so I, you saw us coming. So I saw you, like, opening the Pride Parade, and, like, I already had started this Pride, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to reach out. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was on my scooter, and I take my hat off. I had a cowboy hat on, and <laughs> I tip it to the kids, and, and you know, just people that were, looked like they were having fun, I tip it, yeah. my hat to them. <laughs> and uh, I was riding into the crowd and back over by the... The cart that we had, the okay. people riding in, it was fun. Yeah. And and I couldn't believe that the founder would take and carry the banner. Okay. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you now, what advice do you have for today's 20-somethings? Or what do you wish you knew when you were 25? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Diddly at 25, I wish I had known then how important it is to put a savings away. That you, that like, for instance, bonds or something, and then, yeah. you know, when they mature, I would roll them over. Yeah. Or if you have to, take half and then put that back into a bond or whatever it is that you choose, stocks, yeah. you know. Or you can go stocks and bonds. But stocks scare me. Yeah. Because what if, yeah, all even if it's something real great at the time, but it crashes. You never, yeah, you never know. You're in trouble. So a bond is safe. Yeah. But, you know, that's me. And some people just want to keep it in the savings. But I like something that matures more. Yeah, grows. Yeah. And also... I don't know. I just worry a lot. <laughs> so I figured that... You don't seem like a warrior. <laughs> well, I bet I am. Yeah. And But that's, that, I think, you know, it's important to save for when you get old. Yeah. Because who knows what's going to be like then. To me, you need to look at everyone beneath the skin, yeah. beneath the hair. Look at their heart. Yeah. Look at what's really in them. And another thing, treat everyone the same. Be kind. Yeah. Always try to be kind to people. Doesn't matter what they wear, what they look like, even if they have different disabilities or, or challenges, you know, it's what I like to say and what's... Yeah appropriate today 
whatever challenge, doesn't matter what is on the outside or what you perceive, take a real good look. Yeah. And remember to be kind. Thank you. And You're and yeah, is there is there anything else that you like to add that you think it's important and I didn't ask you? Put yourself in everyone else's shoes. For real. You know, like guacamole and my moccasins. I don't wear moccasins, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like to say that because I think it was indigenous people that yeah. first said that, you know. And it's true. Put yourself in their shoes. Don't take what somebody else says. And it's just like, okay, a lot of times you're gossip in an apartment building. Yeah. Ooh, about this person. <laughs> about that person. Don't believe anything until you see it for yourself. Yeah. Because who knows why they're saying that. And besides, it's not firsthand. You want to go to the person themselves. Yeah. And get to know them and see what's what. And you don't have to be best friends with everyone. Yeah. But just be nice to everyone. Because it's a kinder, gentler world that we want, yeah. or we should want, and never hit a kid, <laughs> or kick a dog. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank you very You're much, welcome. Kate. It yeah. was a pleasure being here. Yeah, it was a wonderful chat. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to support the show, please share this episode with your friends or with someone who may benefit from this conversation. You can also rate the show and leave a review and follow it on Instagram at project25.podcast. And if you'd like to share your story or know someone who does, feel free to email me at andrea.project25 at gmail.com. You can also send me your comments and suggestions in case you want to see someone here. And that's all from me. Bye-bye.